Hello, you're listening to Radio Maria England, and this is Father Toby with your word for today, again given from Kigali in Rwanda. We begin with a reading from the book of Genesis taken from today's Mass, and it's chapter 8. At the end of 40 days, Noah opened the porthole he had made in the ark, and he sent out the raven. This went off and flew back and forth until the waters dried up from the earth. Then he sent out the dove to see whether the waters were receding from the surface of the earth. The dove, finding nowhere to perch, returned to him in the ark, for there was water over the whole surface of the earth. Putting out his hand, he took hold of it and brought it back into the ark with him. After waiting seven more days, again he sent out the dove from the ark. In the evening the dove came back to him, and there it was with a new olive branch in its beak. So Noah realized that the waters were receding from the earth. After waiting seven more days, he sent out the dove, and now it returned to him no more. It was in the 601st year of Noah's life, in the first month and on the first of the month, that the water dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the hatch of the ark and looked out. The surface of the ground was dry. Noah built an altar for the Lord, and choosing from all the clean animals and all the clean birds, he offered burnt offerings on the altar. The Lord smelt the appeasing fragrance and said to himself, Never again will I curse the earth because of man, because his heart contrives evil from its infancy. Never again will I strike down every living thing as I have done. As long as earth lasts, sowing and reaping, cold and heat, summer and winter, Day and night shall cease no more. It's interesting that as soon as Noah lands on dry ground, as soon as the waters have receded, his first action is to offer worship and sacrifice. This must be truly important then if it's the first thing he does, which might make us ask, what is the point of sacrifice? Well, All of us have a tendency to prioritize our own desires, and this tends to turn us in on ourselves. It can make us selfish, and it can make us see our relation with God only in relation to asking for things that I want. God gets refused to Santa Claus, and when we become very materially comfortable off our own back, then we cease to see the need for God at all. And yet in all of us, there is always this inclination, this tendency to worship. Look at the life of the most ardent atheist, and you'll find some person or thing which they're crazy about, some object or person in which they relate to in the manner of worship. Some want some ticket they'd sleep out for in a tent. Everyone has things that they give up other things for. If they don't get other thing, they give up other things. They don't get what they really, really want. That works on a financial basis. Um, most of us have some constraints in that respect, and everyone, uh, by the very few, well, sorry, everyone has some limitations on their time. Everyone is finite, and so choosing what to do means choosing not to be able to do this. I have to make a value judgment that this thing is better than that thing. And I have to question which will better serve my goals, which will better serve my ultimate good. 
I'd suggest it's a pretty universal experience that attaining what is best for us entails the sacrifice of what is good, which leads to the question of what is the point of Christian sacrifice and why do we do it? And what I want to argue is that sin turns us in on ourselves, but sacrifice opens us up again. The movement of love is outwards. Love moves me towards the other, and sacrifice breaks the shells we tend to block ourselves in with. By sacrifice, we show what we love most, by giving up, by offering up what we also love. It is important, um, at least in a fallen world, that we sacrifice what we value. Not just because true love seems to require sacrificial love, but also because we need to train ourselves to love well. And loving well requires self-mastery. It requires some control over my immediate desire to prioritize my ultimate desire. If I can't say no, paradoxically, it's also the case that I cannot really say yes in any meaningful way. To love another is to desire the good of the other, not just insofar as it makes me feel good, though because we were made for love, actually prioritizing the good of another does in the end start to make me feel good. Um, Self-mastery enables me to, to stay close to Jesus Christ, not my will be done, but Father, thy will be done. Thy will be done. This is easy to say, but very difficult to live. First, it requires trust. I might worry that doing the will of another will make me miserable. I worry that it would make me a slave to their will. And so trust is required that God does not want my misery, that God desires my happiness. Perhaps we'll have to first start to trust sometimes for negative reasons. Trust because we see that the things that I have been doing are not making me truly happy. They just leave me wanting more. Just they numb a need. Or that I'm superficially happy. But most of my happiness is actually being built on the exploitation of others. Perhaps I need to look at how much the people who work at the bottom of my organization are paid. Perhaps I'm being asked to look at what the cost is to others of my relentless desire to have things as cheaply as possible. Maybe I don't need to pay my cleaner more, but could I and should I? And if I could and I don't, what does it say about my attachment to money? There's a minimum wage in England but there's also a suggested London living wage, something we have to at least to consider. Or an example of the other end of the spectrum. Perhaps I need help. Perhaps I'm financially in trouble, but I'm very proud in my own self-sufficiency. Will I sacrifice my pride to ask others for what I really need? Sacrifice can be of many different things and take many different forms, but we all need to do it. Because sacrifice like prayer is both a training in love and an act of love.
Sacrifices and ordering of my desire, my passions, my emotions, choosing the best over the simply good. I just want to close with one story which I heard from the president of Radio Maria in Sierra Leone this morning, Alfred. He told of a restless rich man whose life was transformed by his gift of some wheelchairs in an orphanage. As he went to leave the orphanage, a little boy grabbed him by the leg and he said to him, what are you doing? And the little boy said, I want to look you properly in the face and remember your face so that when I see you in heaven, I can thank you again. Did you say?